0: Sleepless in Dubai. We're recording live here at the incredible hotel of 25 hours. My name's Julie Marlin. I'm the founder of Nurture to Sleep and the mother of three incredible adult daughters and I'd now like to hand you over to my co-host Laura Buckwell.
1: And yes my name is Laura Buckwell. I am a broadcast journalist, international event MC and mother of two and we are absolutely delighted today to be joined by Jay, who is the CEO of Mirabelle Communications. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Well, firstly, thank you, Julie, uh, Laura, for having me. Um, happy to be sleepless in Dubai, and it's been quite sleepless so far. No, <laughs> Please, <laughs> It's don't that time of year, that. it's that time of year, but um, I run an advertising agency. Uh, we work in travel and tourism, we have clients around the globe and I'm not sure if I'm here for my daytime job or my passion of Manchester United because I'm a big football fan, and uh, we seem to meet a lot of people in our professional journey through personal journey and my passion for sport, football, and going to Manchester. Especially, people say to me, "What's your favourite city in the world?" And my answer is Manchester because you know it's the home theatre of dreams of my team. So, you know, and and I actually try and go there as much, often as I can. And that's where I meet a lot of our clients and, you know, and work from there, you know.
1: Amazing that you mm-hmm. can actually put those two in parallel, your passion and your work. I mean, that's the dream, right?
2: Well, yeah. And I think when you work for yourself, you try and find situations where you have that ability to follow your passion, but, you know, you're always working, you never switch off. And then this is why we're on this topic of, you know, sleeplessness, but um, I'm happy that you know through sport you learn quite a lot you know and then you bring those attributes into the working world
0: it's also quite interesting that you mm. talk about um you know travel being the stem of your mm. work and your company mm-hmm. because in the last three years there's been something called sleep tourism okay. now that sleep tourism is i think it's been on the agenda many years ago it's just that we've found a new way of presenting it but I also do think that the, the need for persons to sleep better is, is greater now than ever before, because we do live in a society where it's, we are always on. So I do think we are now giving, you know, greater, almost greater respect to sleep mm-hmm. and understanding the benefits of it. So we are prioritizing sleep finally. I don't believe we're there yet, because we're still not walking the talk. The information is all out there, but we are still not getting enough sleep. So in terms of your tourism and Mm -hmm. sleep tourism, this is a, a really big trend for the future.
2: Yeah, and I've got friends who actually brought me to Dubai quite a lot for the tourism factor. They have a travel tourism company, introduced me to a lot of people, and we're encouraging people from the UK especially to come. And, you know, there's the glitz and glamour of Dubai, but there's the other side of, you know, health and wellness, and we've done this in other destinations, promoting your well being and, you know, what you eat and how you rest, how you recuperate. But in the beautiful environment, and hopefully we can encourage more people to, you know, this sleep, come and sleep. It sounds like a dream, I don't know.
0: But it is, mm. I mean, again, you know, we were talking about how you rest and how you mm. exercise and enjoy. You know, within, we were talking about different pillars and different pillars of health, and they talk about the three pillars of health. And those three pillars are exercise, nutrition and sleep. But actually without sleep, we are much more prone to injury. So exercise doesn't have the same value. Without sleep, the food that we're eating, it doesn't matter. We could be eating the best food in the world, but if we're not sleeping, then the body can't absorb the nutrients. So again, Mm -hmm. the only thing that is more important than sleep is actually breathing. And we do need to, we do need to understand. And I think I was
2: saying, when, you you know, in your teens and early twenties, and especially when you have young staff, you're trying to encourage them to live well, the sleeping, you know, myself, I've been there. You you don't want to go to sleep. You want to go out, you want to go to meet people. You want to travel, you want to see things. And I think there's a conception that you think sleep, like sleep gets in the way really, so grab it when you can. But now, I mean, you,
0: you know, an owner of a very successful company, we again are understanding about the benefits of productivity. And if we put sleep first before mm. work, mm-hmm. the science is really showing us that the uh, productivity outcome mm-hmm. is so much greater no. from a financial perspective. So, you know, there's different countries around the world that are now finally introducing um, incentives to sleep better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, True. for every hour that, somebody comes in and says they've slept more I know there's certain companies mm. in America they will get a dollar more mm. in their pay um,
1: mm. in their
0: salary you know oh. in Germany for example there is software that they're implementing that you can't access your emails after a certain mm. time so, interesting, interesting. you know you as yeah. the owner and mm. CEO of the company
2: yeah a bit responsibility you... as well and I think mm-hmm. the way we try to improve because as the the, the world becomes smaller, and we work in campaigns globally, the hours become longer for people. So how do you, you know, encourage wellbeing in that respect? So then you start asking people to come in later and then employ people to say your hours, are, you start later and then you work later. So then you try and balance that shift. So it's not all on your shoulders. Laura's got to do a bit as well, you know. Yeah. So do yeah. you believe
1: in a four day work
2: week? Um, good question. Probably no. Not the CEO of a company. No, No. No, no. 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 You know what it is? We, um, at the end of the day, it's all about delivering for the people that you represent. And whenever that is, you're going to do what you have to do to make the job, get the job done, you know. And if it only takes two days, great. You know, that'd be brilliant if you could do it in two days, but it's not really, you know. But I do think
0: that's where we, again, need to make this paradigm shift in that we need to be looking at long term so short term Mm -hmm. of doing all these hours and delivering because we've got to deliver them Mm -hmm. in two days Mm -hmm. which i know is really really difficult you know i get asked all the time about Mm -hmm. having articles doing this and Mm -hmm. you've got to have it done by tomorrow so i I really really get that but this is short term we can deliver but long term Mm -hmm. actually the outcomes will not be the Mm -hmm. best outcomes for all of us for any of us so it's you know, like you were saying, taking responsibility mm. for our team and being the best role models that we can. Um, and my family would really laugh now at this point. Like, <laughs> Go on. But um, mm. I just, I'm like you, I absolutely love my work. I cannot learn enough. And I want to educate the public and mm. as many people as I can About sleep. So I am on a mission. Yeah. But I have got to sleep as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know.
2: I know. I mean, we're walking, talking testimonials of what we love. Yeah. You know, so you're encouraging sleep and rest and well being. And I I get it. I get it. And I want people around me to have that same feeling. Um, We're learning.
0: Yeah. And I do think it's recognizing that I actually Mm. operate on better sleep quality and shorter sleep. That is me, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. But my husband, for example, or my eldest daughter, they can't, so they sleep. So it's finding your way. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it is.
2: I had a, an email message, long email message from a close friend I haven't seen for a while. He has a wellness resort in Goa in India. So all about wealth and help, uh, well-being and help. And um, he also had a pharmaceutical company, which he's no longer with him, with him. You know, he's moved on. But um, the point was, he's talking about mental freedom. The email talks about mental freedom, and that includes what you eat, um, how much you sleep, you know, free from all the constraints that might bring you down, you know, negativity. So, you know, you start the new year with positive and try and deal with all the, the things that are holding you back. So the sleep comes into that when, you, if you feel more free, probably you'll sleep more, I imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a really lovely segue in that. If we're looking at our children's sleep and children, children more than anyone don't want to go to sleep. But that ultimately is because sleep is a separation. It's a separation from our parents. and you know, for them, their concept of time is very limited, but it's the same for us. You know, we can't go to sleep at night until we have separated from all those thoughts during yeah. the thought processes during the day, the things that, you know, your brain is racing, like you say, when you've been on, you know, been filming for hours and you, your brain is racing, you can't really go to sleep and sleep well until you have separated from all those thoughts. And, you know, we talk about dreaming and, Dreaming is so important because it's so much about the rapid eye movement of our sleep and if we're not getting that, we're not having that emotional processing. So there's so many elements to our sleep, not to overcomplicate it, but just sleep better. Do you dream? Well, I, th- I think I do dream, but I just can't, I can never remember. Same.
2: What That's what I was going to, I don't remember Is that my a problem dreams. if you don't remember your dream?
0: No, no it's not actually. Um, but you do dream. It's just that you don't remember them. And it's just the elements of your sleep. Food impacts um, our dreaming as well, because if depending on the quality of the food or the type of food, then our dreams are quite different as well. So we all dream. And actually, it's quite interesting because there's a lot of literature out there to say that we only dream in the rapid eye movement sleep. So the last part, But that's not true. We can dream as well in the deep sleep. So.
2: Well, listen. Some people have nightmares, you know. No, exactly. You don't want
1: to remember the dreams <laughs> yeah. you have nightmares, right? I could have yeah. had, yeah, could have had a nightmare last night and been absolutely fine today. You just don't know, do you? But before we sort of start, tell us a little bit about, you know, about yourself mm-hmm. and your company and mm-hmm. where you're from, because I understand that you know you you started this company in the '90s. '92, right? '92. Yeah. And so, tell us maybe a bit more about your clients and the campaigns and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah.
2: I mean, we started quite um, small, myself, and my brother, and it's. 31 years ago, I think your passions fuel where you end up and for some reason we're all travelers in our family and uh, so I started working with hotels in Blackpool and Cornwall, very meager places in the UK but quite exciting, quite vibrant, quite lively and you know, interesting places to visit. So they were the initial clients that we started working with and um, i think the journey grew when we started working internationally we started working with friends who had hotels in malta and uh, one of them opened this hotel a four or five star resort it was all about health and well-being and it was our job to promote and talk about the benefits of good health and spa and relaxation and this is going back into early 2000 so from from a world of not really considering health or i think this is where I got back to football in the 90s, you know, being a United fan, I used to see Alec Ferguson and then Arsene Wenger come along and they talk about what you eat, your diet, go to bed early, all these sort of things. They try to encourage, you know, their team players how to live better. So then in our company, we tried to think, how can we bring that to our employees and our team? And we embrace yoga. And uh, we used to have a yoga teacher coming and. We'd all sit right in a room and we'd embrace spirituality and well-being.
0: So Mm. it's really fascinating that you bring up two names there. Mm. You talk about Alex Ferguson, Sir Mm. Alex Ferguson, Mm -hmm. and you also talk about Arsene Wenger. Mm -hmm. Now, they were actually trailblazers and were so far ahead of the curve Mm. because there was a very famous um, author and sleep specialist, Mm. um, Nick Littlehales, and he was the person that kind of blagged his way through, which I do believe he could only do then in the late 1970s, yes. early 1980s. I think with political correctness now, he wouldn't be able to get through. But he was able to go through, say to them he was meeting, he had an appointment with Alex Ferguson, which of course he didn't have. Mm-hmm. And with that, he said, so what about, I can help you with your team? And of course that was the year that they won the treble. Wow. And it was because their sleep was improved. Oh. Arsene Wenger, who also, if we, if we look at the football and the style of football of yeah. Arsene Wenger, it was all about intellect. His football, I mean, was quite different. And he saw that and to bring that into his football team. So it's really fascinating that sleep permeates so much part of every aspect mm-hmm. of our being. And, you know, what you were talking about as well in terms of football and almost parallel to what it represents in your world of media Hmm. and your company being really successful. And you can see that being modeled within the football world. So why is football so important Mm -hmm. to you?
1: For over 30 years, our international team has launched campaigns across continents, bringing some of the world's biggest brands to life. Let our cross-cultural experience engage your audiences. Discover the Mirabelle difference at mirabelle.co.uk.
2: I think we're all fueled by passion. And as a young kid, you know, I think the first things I remember on TV was watching football. And I remember seeing the team in red. and We played Southampton in the 1976 Cup final. We lost 1-0. Bobby Stokes scored, I think, the 76th minute. I remember crying my eyes. I know. You know <laughs> so those little things, you know, you still remember. And from then, I, I think I was playing for a local team and at school. I think it breaks barriers, we were saying earlier, you know, I think sport we grew I grew up in another country I was born in another country came to the UK in London and you in south london the environment's very mixed and uh, quite tough and it's good football is a way where everyone gets together there's no barriers and you probably earn your respect that way locally you know and so that's the initial passion for sport and football then as we had our company and you start becoming a boss or a manager try to understand people you look at people who you might respect. So obviously, via by, by the media, you see Sir Alex and how he looked after young people. In Croydon, you try and tell people, oh look, go to bed early tonight, you know, have a good night's sleep. That's not gonna happen, 18, 19. You know, people out, you know, the English lifestyle is really, you know.
0: I, I don't even think <laughs> it is the English <laughs> lifestyle. I think historically, you know, we've all been brought up and for hundreds of years that sleep has very little value. And in fact, sleep is just getting in the way of us achieving when mm-hmm. we now know the evidence is showing that the evidence is so clear that it's the complete opposite. The more sleep we get, the more we, our cognitive function is improved, the more we can achieve. So we are now thankfully beginning to change that narrative. And we really need to change that narrative because there is so much research to say that the shorter we sleep, the shorter we live. And it's that simple. Now, you can say that, well, you know, I didn't have that much sleep years ago, and I'm absolutely fine. Mm. We've got to remember that we're not comparing like for like. You know, the food that we're eating does not have the same nutrients that it used to. You know, we are not um, we are so dark starved, which also has an impact. So I think we have to really for the younger generations, we've got to lead and we've got to show them the importance of sleep and that it's not boring. It's actually very, very exciting.
1: Speaking of, you know, sleep being boring, I mean, my 10 year old does not want to go to sleep. It's because it's boring, mummy. Mm. Why do I have to go to sleep? It's boring. Yeah. And then you try and, you know, make them understand it's all about growth. And, you know, you're ingesting everything that you've learned throughout the day. And you try and sort of break it down in simple sort of terms. But yeah, the, the boring aspect is, is that I think for sure.
2: from our generation, you'd go to the park, you would play football all day or cricket, whatever the sport, your mum wouldn't see you all day. You'd come home in the evening all messy and then you're knackered. So th- that's when you go to sleep. Otherwise,
0: you know, and the reason why that mm. makes you so tired, your vitamin D levels are mm. really being um, maintained, increased from being outside, you know, in terms of, our skin is the largest organ of the body, and it has a number of clocks, huge number of clocks. So the light comes onto the skin, which relays that information to the brain, and that accurately, accurately keeps time. That it is, say, four o'clock in the afternoon, so the body gets prepared for sleeping. Also, when we're moving and playing the football, it is releasing the human growth hormone. Now, when the human growth hormone is released, that is now preparing the body for sleeping, because the more movement, the more of the human growth hormone, and then the human growth hormone is gives us that really deep restorative sleep. So that's why the movement and you being tired, not only just from hmm. the light and the vitamin D, but also physical movement. So there's so many aspects which we're not doing enough of today.
1: Because also speaking of, you know, physical activity and the adrenaline that I, mm. that we sort of, sort of briefly mm. spoke about earlier. So when, let's say I'm at, a, at an event, you know, the adrenaline rush is huge. And we've, there's, you know, has been a, a very big event recently where it's been non-stop for sort of 10 days and literally every night, halfway through the day, absolutely exhausted. Oh God, I've got one more interview to go. And then you go to sleep, you go to bed mm. and you cannot sleep. literally there's so much rushing through your head. Like is that adrenaline? Is it like, what is it?
0: I mean, this is really interesting in terms of your company and working in the field of advertising because the field of advertising, from my understanding over the years, it is so stressful. The hours are incredibly long and unpredictable. And it's almost like, you know, you've got to get to this event and you work so hard and then there's that big crash. And basically what's going on is that The adrenal glands, which are partly in terms of cortisol and so on, they are really overworked and firing on all cylinders. So with your work and an advertising company...
2: I think, you know, we go back to passion and you find something that you enjoy and you try and find people around you who are equally as passionate. It, It doesn't seem mature. And then, you know, as things get better and improve, you're working in international markets and your hours... You know, like in Dubai, it's great because you wake up quite early, and you have your own world before the UK opens. You know, so there are benefits. It's just, and then the US is another time zone, so yeah, the clock goes on and on and on. But if you have the passion, and you enjoy what you do, I, you know, and I had this expression before: "Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead," and you know, and then sometimes I think, "Yeah, you couldn't probably die before that." <laughs> exactly, yeah, can't do, yeah. You know, yeah. but. I'm real so the, back to what we're doing today is, now I'm understanding that sleep is essential mm-hmm. of, and the benefits that we get from it. And I try and have a cat nap in the afternoon wherever I am or to, so then in the evening I go on a bit more.
1: So how would you say mm-hmm. you actually mm-hmm. slept? Yeah, are you quite a good sleeper? What are the main sort of issues for you?
2: Well, I mean, if I think back to my day yesterday, woke up, I don't know, half six, seven o'clock, I was in the gym, only 30 minutes. Breakfast, and I think at nine o'clock, meeting, then 12 o'clock, some alcohol in between, and then meeting at four o'clock, uh, and, and then I had a dinner in the evening. So it's quite active, yeah. and you don't really get time to be, oh, when am I going to sleep? Got back to the room uh, about, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock. Woke up again this morning, five o'clock. In between, you're checking your emails, you're responding to phone calls, dealing with all the everyday things. It's quite normal.
0: Yeah, so there there Mm. hasn't been a shift then in, say, your activity with the advertising company from when you started, say, Mm. you know, in the Mm. late 1970s or in 72, so there hasn't been a shift then to now, although do you think other things have got better? Do you Mm. think that because you are more aware of the importance of sleep, so it may be that your diet is, you're more conscious of yeah, your diet. Agreed. It might be that you are doing more yoga mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so in terms of yeah. know, relaxing the brain, maybe I think it is that shift.
2: I think, yeah, with time, experience, age, yeah. you, you know, you, slow, you don't slow down, but you learn to manage yourself better. You know, gym where you can, football, I still play on a Monday night, which is quite a problem because you come back at, 11, we play at nine o'clock, finish at 11. By the time you settle down, it's midnight. Then you're pumping. If you win, you're pumping. If you lose, you're working out what went wrong.
0: So again, you know, you you talk about having, you know, having that game of football. And that is so important in that I don't believe that we are as physical as we used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we are more sedentary. There are less people going out and playing football, particularly mm. in the evening. Mm. And I do believe it's partly due to the work that we now have, particularly here in Dubai. You know, this is a, a country that never sleeps. Now, it's mm. an amazing country because it, the can-do attitude that is fostered here in Dubai is like no other country on the earth. It's, you know, we have to give kudos to this wonderful, wonderful country. But I do Mm. believe and and of course, the weather doesn't help partly. But you do know that the football, again, it gives you that dopamine hit, Mm. which is so much better than coming from a screen, Mm -hmm. which is also destroying Mm -hmm. our ability to sleep. Um, But it is the city that we are from a culture now that is never Switched off. 24 hours a day, we're mm. on, and that's not healthy. So yeah. term, you know, culturally, if we're looking around the world mm-hmm. and if we look at Japan, for example, Japan mm. Japan has got the the worst sleep in the world, it's in the top three. Um whereas like New Zealand, for example, New Zealand has got the best sleep in the world. They say why that is. Um a big part of it is being outside. A big part of it is food, because, of course, um, with Japan, for example, there is an actual condition um, that is impacted by their work ethic, and they mm-hmm. work harder than any other mm-hmm. any other country in the world. It, That's It's, true. it's a badge of honour. But the impact on their health
2: mm-hmm. is... Well, strange. I like the work ethic part of it, but yeah, I mean, listen, I love the food, the lifestyle, the Asian way they do find solutions, I think, you know, the massage and, you know,
0: Food is a big part actually. So Mm. they're, you know, in terms of carbohydrates Mm. and less sugar and when they eat food is a big part that really benefits not only their sleep, but their overall health. Um, and yes, they do have the nap culture, but the nap culture isn't to serve their health it's to extend their working hours, which is also not Mm -hmm. healthy. But so culturally, Mm -hmm. what about Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. How has that impacted your Mm. belief system when it comes to sleep with your children, for example, Mm -hmm. and even Mm -hmm. now?
2: I think, you know, we grew up, I might hear my mother at 6 a.m. doing some sort of meditation quite early, would wake up the house, you know. The best thing that she probably ever did was she started doing talk fasting so she wouldn't speak for quite a while. And that's a thing. You yeah, about yeah the I know. I that's I know. amazing. Brilliant. That's
1: you know, people were, people
2: would ring us and she'd answer the phone and not speak. You know, it's like.
1: And so, how what would be the duration be? Of the, uh, the, the
2: probably weeks. You know, I think I encourage it for you know.
1: <laughs> Is that to like cleanse yourself, or what's the whole sort of I, background?
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I guess that's amazing. That.
1: But Basically, yeah, food.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I really understand about fasting in that respect. And again, there's more and more studies that are showing us the benefits of fasting. But of course, it's how we fast Mm. because that is going to impact. Um, I've had clients who have gone to sleep hungry Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because of taking on this fasting and yet it's not serving them. So even if they were just to have one teaspoon of honey, as it's a carbohydrate, that will actually help um, Stabilize their blood glucose for the night, so there isn't the crash in the night. So it's just how we interpret in- information. So that's incredible about having yeah, these I know. talk know yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, you get some peace at last. But I mean, in such t- a
0: man thing to <laughs> say. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> very
2: You know, it's the truth. In terms of my own children, you know, we ch- we, there was no special way. There's I know nowadays, you know, we've talked earlier about how um, people have sleep schedules and we have people, in the, you know, friends and family who say, oh, don't come at this time because the kids are going to sleep. Our world was, you know, we carried on as normal. Serena, the older, took my older daughter, we'd take her to the restaurants at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, stick her in the rocker. We'd carry on having our dinner, drinks, people walk around with her in the restaurant, you know, and then we'd go home, they'd knackered. they go to sleep same with the second child i mean you know when they do wake up one of us will go and just deal with it but you know there's no special we never treat them any different and i think it's been their
1: benefit because you want to go out and mm. still continue with your exactly. life you know to a certain extent yep. so, you know going out for dinner and the babies. you know a, a, you know i don't know a month old or something and yeah. then they can sleep with so much noise and surroundings you <laughs> think well why why it, not and i i did the same with, with both mine as well actually no
2: it's great and they become i've seen now they're more sociable they get around Yeah, you know, they're not pampered. So
1: I do think, though, we
0: social media has played a huge part Mm. in in how we're living our lives today in in not always the best way. It's had a, you know, if you look at technology, technology is destroying our sleep, but it's also destroying our brain in that we are less able to make decisions around our own personal health Mm. because Everything appears to be professionalised. You know, whether it's parenting, we want to professionalise parenting. We Mm. need to recognise that parenting is intuitive and we need to lead and be the best parents we can be because we really are an expert in our children. We need to stop expertising, you know, parenting. Equally, we need to look and take responsibility for our health. Now, you know, living here in Dubai, having worked in the NHS for many, many years, I, I believe that living here in Dubai, we do take more responsibility and we are better at deciding what is best for our health rather than the NHS, because I believe the NHS, unfortunately now, it's not the National Health Service, it's the National Sick Service. Mm -hmm. We're not coming from a preventative perspective. And I know with my family a little bit, you know, they keep going to their doctor to ask them, do I do this and do that? It's like, think for yourself. There are certain things that I know you can take and you can take them more safely. Um, but no, they have to go to the doctor and get permission. We need to stop. Yeah. So You know, yeah. if you look again, culturally, mm-hmm. you know, within, you know, Ayurveda, that is yeah. just. Exactly. I think so Asia. Beneficial.
2: You know, I think Asia in general—they—they they look at um, alternative therapies of medicine. Yeah. You know, in our this morning I had a tea with lots of ginger in it. You know, in the food you eat, there's a lot of garlic. And it's, you know, touch wood. I, you know, I don't like—I don't, can't remember last time I went to the doctor's, and there's no way I even want to go near the place because they probably give you a prescription for some tablets, which you know is not really a solution anyway. So.
0: And that's the concern now, because you were talking about the food that you eat. Mm-hmm. We also know that the, due to the whole idea of the agricultural farming, the big agricultural farming now, that has really depleted the soil of all these nutrients that when we were growing up as children, when I, certainly when I was growing up as children, they were in in their bucket load, if you like. So one of them, of course, being magnesium and, and different nutrients within the soil. And you can't get that anymore we can't get it you know magnesium for example is a food that we should be eating it's a mineral we should be eating because it should be in our soil but it's not and we know that magnesium is responsible for um over 300 chemical reactions within the body 300. you know you talked before about um we were talking about the adrenal glands magnesium is so supportive of promoting all the different hormones, serotonin, it's a building block for serotonin. And yet we are so deficient in magnesium. So again, it's just about having that knowledge and being interested and still maintaining it. And you are doing that, you know, you're doing your football, you are having the ginger in your tea. (laughs) Now, it's not to say that we are poo-pooing you know, other forms of medicine, it's that it is using it to complement the they complement one. Yeah,
2: are. I just think like sometimes this science can be make things complicated, and I think for generations you see people in you know probably India, China living for a hundred years, and you know they probably live quite meagre diets, and but the lifestyle seems to be, to suit longevity of life. So
0: you see, I find that mm. really exciting. That mm. You were saying about science, you know, it was an old wives' tale mm. to say that you know sleep before twelve o'clock, that hour before twelve is so much greater than the hour after, like four hours after. The science is showing us that is true. So,
1: you know, both are really supporting one another. And I find that really exciting. Speaking of your international travel, Mm -hmm. how do you cope with the jet lag though? Because obviously you're going in for client meetings, maybe new clients and things like that. Because each time I fly and I fly into a conference, I am exhausted. So I almost need like a day before to sort of like, you know, ground myself and then, you know, you're able to sort of go in and, and speak to people and you're, and you're mentally
2: sort of there. Yeah. What would you do? I think it's good planning. Like Everything we talk about now is better planning. And I suppose when you're travelling, there's a flight out of Dubai at 2am, which goes to London. I love it because by the time you land, a new day's died, you've slept, because it's the night time, you're nudge, you fall asleep. Bang, you're ready to rock and roll. And, you know, when you're going to other Enough. sides. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way. And if you are going to the other side of the world, then like yourself, probably I'll go a day earlier. I suggest to my colleagues, always go a day earlier, acclimatize, you know, get yourself in the zone, and you know, try and enjoy yourself a bit because it's supposed to be fun, everything we do.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's not a chore.
1: Because everything's impacted <laughs> there when you don't sleep, and it's memory-wise as well, and getting mm. people's names wrong, and this and that. Yeah, yeah. really, really affects I me. No, I, I don't you. know whether you're able to say No, it. no,
2: I get you. And it's like planning, like you say, more than just blagging it sort of thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I also <laughs>
0: think that recognising there isn't a one-size-fits-all, you know, I was saying that, you know, when you do the overnight flight, mm. um, if again, we're looking at the science, mm. the reason why the overnight flight isn't the best, because it's not just about duration of sleep, it mm. really is about quality of sleep. Yeah, yeah. And two examples here. So there was a really interesting piece of research that came from Columbia University, very recent. Okay. And they looked at 25 to 35 year olds, a, a group, and they, they took charge of their diet. So their diet was high in fiber, less um, saturated fats, and low in sugar. And they they monitored their sleep, which was very precise, precise for four nights. Then on the fifth night, they said, okay, off you go, you have whatever you wish to eat. And it was absolutely astounding the results that came out of them making their own choices. And they, of course, had more sugar in their diet, there was less fiber. Now, what that meant was, on the night when they were able to choose what they ate or the day they Mm. chose what they ate, it took them double the amount of time to fall asleep. There was 17 minutes with the controlled four days, 17 minutes to fall asleep. And then on the night that Mm. it was 39 minutes. That's a big difference. Now, not only that Mm -hmm. did it it take them longer to fall asleep, but their sleep quality, their deep sleep was impacted. It was half. So they're deep sleep, Mm. which then means that we are much more open to injury. So if you went play football that Mm. night, the next night you'd be much more open Mm. to injury. So so there is that. And then the second thing we know that when we don't have that on the plane, for example, or if we're in the car or on the train, when there is movement, the brain perceives that movement as danger. So it goes into fight, fright Mm -hmm. and flight. So it doesn't allow the body to go into that deep sleep. And that's why we don't wake up as refreshed. That's the science. But mm. you were saying, I wake up, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. and Which is... But you sleep well on the plane, obviously, right? Yeah, of right? course. Yeah. And, and as
2: it's taking off, you there's that feeling of like, now's the time to just crash. So normally, as the wheels go up, we just yeah. crash for whatever yeah. period it is. And, yeah. You know,
1: because i'm opposite, i literally i get glued to the
2: screen no. yeah yeah <laughs> I get glued I'm, every time yeah i know we, we have our ways but i enjoy traveling anyway you know and the, the screen is quite good because you have good films come drink have some food
1: yeah it's nice yeah. i love i love flying
2: as well good night's sleep I'm um, so far you know i enjoy my sleep i'm sure i'll find better sleep But i think the cat naps is the key you know wherever i am i just crash for 20 30 minutes and and I feel good again.
1: So what, do you yeah. really quickly, just before we, uh, yeah, yeah. we wrap up. Mm. So when you crash for those 20 mm. minutes, are you sort of like, what's your preparation mm. to sort of immediately fall asleep? Because obviously you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes when you're overtired, yeah. I find it hard to just lie there yeah. and it'll take me 10, 20 yeah. minutes to get then 10, 20 minutes to sleep. When yeah. I'm
2: overtired, then I'll like literally book a massage or something because, you know, that environment seems to be more conducive to help you fall asleep. Nice. So that's always my solution. But... Otherwise, it's just, you know, when we're on the way home, even the party the other night, Mitchell said, I slept all the way in the taxi. I've just, wherever I am, I just sleep like that. Change you trained your body Yeah, today. exactly. Yeah, nice. You know, I think when I go to football, Old Trafford, we play on the weekday, game finishes at, I don't know, 11 o'clock and you wait for the traffic to die down. Midnight, someone will drive, I'll just sleep in the back of the car so I'm ready for work the next day. You so know. it's
1: all about cat
0: naps, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Depending on the time of your nap, Um, it can really boost your creativity. So you working in the advertising world, that will, for you to nap at a certain Mm -hmm. time, those creative juices will really, really flow because of the napping. Now, what we also need to Mm recognise is you don't need to have a long nap. Mm -hmm. We know that, again, looking at another study, when there was a group of Olympian athletes, they napped for as little as nine minutes. And that improved their performance, their physical performance. So it's phenomenal. Now, the other thing that you can do um, is something called a nappuccino. Now, a nappuccino is where you, it inhibits that grogginess when you wake up. So what you will do is that you will fall asleep, you will have a coffee. Now, it needs to be a good coffee, so it can't be, you know,
1: well,
2: before you sleep, before you okay. sleep, before
0: you sleep. I do you know really? this. I do know that. I so, didn't think I knew
1: what an appetite okay. I do. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So that when you wake up 20 minutes in, mm. your caffeine kick started mm. and you are good to go. You haven't got that. We call it sleep inertia. So that's not there. So that's what you can do as well. So that's really, really can you helpful. have
2: Irish coffee or? <laughs>
1: You well, know to have to take
0: doctor's it, orders. And you love to take it one step further, Jay. I'm, I'm learning quite a lot. But of course, you know, if we're talking about nappuccinos, there's also another little hack that you can do, which is boil some water. Now, this is for sleeping in the evening. Boil some water with a banana skin, the All skin right. of a banana. Now, the skin of a banana is full of potassium and potassium is a great building block for your sleep. So nappuccino with that coffee before you nap mm. and then a banana skin boiled, you know, in water. Drink that water before you go to sleep. And it really helps with your sleep. I've never heard that about the banana. The banana skin, well, yeah. Yeah, well, really and works. of course, ashwagandha. You know, yeah, yeah, something incredible.
1: That's really good. Um, so yeah, so that's okay. really all that. Right. We maybe need maybe that's to do. One,
2: one, Gino, one. good for to go. The...
1: Interesting, you say that about the vibrations in a car, though, because mm. it does completely relax you, doesn't yeah. it? I find exactly the same. If I'm nervous before I go somewhere, mm-hmm. I get in a taxi and I it sort of like gets yeah. some of the jitters. Yeah. 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 I
2: know. I think uh, all my friends will say I always just fall asleep on the way home. You know, woken up with little marks on my face and all. <laughs> You
0: know, you're that guy. Great sleepers. We need more great sleepers in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we're having less and less time because the world is so busy. So I would just like to say a huge thank you. Okay. And um, we have really engaged and love this conversation. And thank you, Laura, for being my co host. Oh, yes. And just to say, whatever you do with a good night's sleep, you can change the world. So thank you from Sleepless in Dubai.